Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Gotera of the KHOU 11 sports team. Thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time, we appreciate you stopping by. Feel free to browse the catalog of interviews that we've done so far. If this is not your first time and you're coming back, well, we haven't scared you away. So that's always a great sign as we start this uh, 2020 calendar year. This is episode 14 of the podcast, and our guest is Houston's own Marlene Esparza, the professional boxer, the Olympic bronze medalist. She is a delight, one of my favorite athletes to cover here in town. In fact, she's our first female athlete on the podcast, and I couldn't think of anybody better to have that distinction than Marlene. She and I go back a long ways. When I got here in 2009... I remember uh, interviewing her. She was one of the first stories that I did as she was preparing for this career that she hoped to have in the sport that she loved so much. And you'll hear her talk about why she loved this sport so much as she was growing up around the sport, being in gyms with her dad. You know, Marlene's story is one of perseverance. She's had a lot of obstacles in her life, and she'll go into detail about some of those. A great story. Uh, but she was the first American woman to qualify for the Olympics in the first year that women's boxing was an Olympic event, and that was in 2012. So when she got that news, she was delighted. Her reaction to that was pretty good, as as you'll hear from her uh, coming up. She won the bronze medal in 2012. One thing to touch on in 2012, she got so much media attention. I mean, she was everywhere when it came to promoting those Olympic Games, and it was great to see one of Houston's finest athletes get on that stage. Coca-Cola was all about her. They had a documentary on CNN about her. Uh, she was she was all over the place, and she loved every second of it. You know, 2016 didn't go her way. She fell a little short, but then December of that year, she ended up turning pro, signing with Golden Boy Promotions, and her life has been totally different ever since. She made her pro debut in March of 2017. She was undefeated up until this last fight. We'll talk about that here in a second. She had a baby in January of 2019. The little guy's name is St. Diego, one of the cutest little guys you'll see. She posts pictures of him on Instagram. He's got a great laugh, um, has her fighting spirit, no doubt. And that name, St. Diego, is in honor of her brother who passed away. And she, she's dedicated a lot of her success to her brother, meant a lot to her. It's one of those like guiding lights in her life. Uh, as I said, a lot of perseverance from this uh, professional boxer. Marlene is really a, a treat. And that last fight that we uh, alluded to, that I alluded to there a little while ago, she was fighting Siniesa Estrada for the WBA flyweight world title. It lasted nine rounds, and honestly, she got a raw deal. She dominated that fight until uh, Siniesa thought it would be a good idea to start headbutting her because she couldn't beat her one-on-one. Uh, so she headbutted her several times, and in fact, so much so that she just developed a really, really bad cut right near her hairline. And uh, it, was a, it was really bad. I mean, I was watching the fight. I was really worried. And some of my coworkers, same thing. We were like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be okay. So she goes into detail in this interview about just what was going through her mind during that moment. The decision didn't end up going her way because the judges apparently were blind. Uh, they didn't see most of that fight. They just saw there the tail end when she was really she was really struggling to kind of get her bearings after so many illegal headbutts. So um, hopefully there's a rematch, and if there is, there's no doubt Marlene is going to take her down for sure. 
Uh, we talk about her next fight, where that could possibly be. As I said, she is a treat, one of my favorites. So here it is, Marlon Esparza, born in Pasadena, Houston zone. She talks about her life and her journey through this boxing sport. Well, it's always fun talking to you. Um, when you look back at your journey, how do you sum it up? I would say just constant obstacles, <laughs> constant yeah. obstacles. Yeah. Um, at first, I would always be like, "Oh, I'm a female boxer, female boxer," but then I saw the whole sport in general grow. So now it's like not even weird to be a female boxer. And I guess because of that, it's more of just I always just think about like all the obstacles and all the hurdles that I felt like I've been constantly jumping through since I was a kid. And if it's not one thing, it's another, but it's always trying, it's always progressing, and it's always, it's always moving forward. So we're gonna get to your current situation in a second, but I wanna start all the way at the beginning. We've talked about it before, but where did you fall in love with boxing? Like, well, how did that happen for you? So I started falling in love with boxing early, like as far as I can remember, like the earliest I can remember. The first like memories of when I was a kid was boxing, because my dad, was a huge boxing fan. And he's from Sinaloa, which is the same place that Chavez is from, who's like the biggest Mexican fighter at that yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And I would just watch it with him all the time. And it's what I like wanted to do, but I didn't realize that it was like only guys on TV. And I had begged my dad to try, like I was like, please let me try, please let me try. And he would say, no, like it's not for you. Girls don't do that. And eventually, because I had to babysit my little brother, mm -hmm. he let me in the gym and it kind of just took off from there. And I had that same coach for like a good, you know, 15 years. Yeah, no, I remember, I remember that. And what was that feeling like when you first put on the gloves, when you were actually getting to do it, instead of watching it, like you were actually getting in there and doing it? At first I was nervous. And like, I, bet, yeah. I was like, I don't really know what's gonna happen, but I was like excited. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I got hit, I was like, oh wait, it's not what it looks like on TV. <laughs> Because it kind of was like, you know, your natural reaction is sure. To, and then I remember immediately I got angry. So instead of like being afraid, I remember I was so mad. And I obviously didn't know much technique back then. Yeah. But that was one of the reasons why I got coached. Because it was like, oh, she's not afraid to like get hit and it doesn't, she's not afraid, she wants to fight. So I think that was kind of the first time that I was like, yeah, I think this is something I really want to do. Is that the good indication for any boxer? Like if you're starting out, I mean, if you, you're like, oh my gosh, I got hit, I, I don't want, I don't want a part of this, then this is not for you, yes, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. but that, but that reaction that you had is that kind of what you see in other boxers and the yeah. successful ones, at least. I feel yeah. like that too. I feel like that, and then I feel like there's some people, you know, special athletes, they're boxers that they don't like have that instinct, mm -hmm. like they are afraid, but they're just so skillful where they don't get put in that position too much. Yeah. So it's like, they, they, you call it getting your heart tested. So it's like your heart gets tested and sometimes people aren't so good at doing that. You know, it's like you can yeah. be a really amazing I, I'm, I'd be one of those, yeah, yeah, forget it. Yeah. You don't know that though. Until I do, <laughs> I, I very much know that, yeah. <laughs> so how did you progress? Like, did, when, did, when was the point for you when you realized, hey, I'm just not doing this for fun, like there's an opportunity for me to continue this and maybe go on to bigger and better things? Well, see, that's a, that was a hard, um, it was like a few years that it kind of took place like that or mm -hmm. how it kind of fell into place was because I was always really good in school. Um, you know, my grades were always really high and I was on the debate team. Like I was like 
you know, giving the announcements in the morning. And I was still thinking, because, you know, in my household, it was like, you have to go to school. You have to, you know, you need a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or something, you know? Right, right. And everybody knew I was good at sports. And then I was running really well. So everyone was like, get, uh, I could get running scholarships, right? Mm -hmm. And my running coach was like, okay, you can forget boxing. You need to go, go get scholarships. Yeah. And I got accepted to like, you know, UT, Texas and when you know, I was dealing with rice and um, I ended up choosing to just box and go to school, like at a community college. How tough was that? It was a hard, it was right. a hard decision. And the only reason I did it was because the whole time I was thinking I'm gonna box and I'm gonna go to school. But whenever I started, because I got into good schools, I would tell them, well, I gotta go out of town on this day and this day. And they were like, well, yeah. boxing isn't part of our school. So right. your, our curriculum's way too difficult for you to be leaving. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose. And then that's when I realized that I had to make a decision to, you know, go to school and have scholarships and, you know, go down that route and, or be a boxer, which was at the time crazy. Yeah. And I just, I, I couldn't go against my instinct and I did it. And everybody thought I was crazy. My dad was didn't talk to me for like three months. Is that right? Mm -hmm. wow. He was so mad at me. And you know, my family was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And even my coach was like, "No, there's no future for females right. in boxing." Because what year was this? 2007. Okay. 2006. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, when I passed up all those scholarships, and I was like, well. You know, I'm just gonna go to school part time. I'm gonna work and then I'm gonna box. Mm -hmm. Because my dad was like, if you don't go to school, do not expect me to like help you at all. So I just did that. And then, in when I was 19, so about two years later, um, they announced that right. we we're that we're, they were gonna let us in the games. And that then, was the turning point, right? And that's yeah. my next question. When do you remember that day when yeah. they announced it? And I what do. was the, what were the emotions for you and? I guess with the whole family at that point, because I think it's kind of realization for them. Oh, hey, she's good at this. Now she can take that <laughs> next step. Or no, am I totally misreading that? No, situation? it was more of like everybody didn't think that um, my goals were realistic. So when I was doing all that and still working, going to school part time and boxing full time, I knew I could knew. I, I was. Everybody knows that it was going to be a decision was going to be made, mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to happened through the grapevines and stuff but i just didn't know the weight classes because yeah. only three weight cla weight classes were allowed gotcha so yeah. that's when it got sticky and when i found out i remember my sister called me and it was really early in the morning and she's like did you see it and i was like and i already knew that was good yeah, yeah. and i was like oh my god and so i like ran to the computer looked it up and then it didn't have the weight class i wanted so i had to go up Oh, okay. And, yeah, it was a 112, 132, 165, but I was a 106 pounder. Okay. So I was like, I was like, I was super excited, yeah. but then I was like, oh, great. But at least now you have like a goal. Like now, now yeah. it's something, there's something tangible, right? <laughs> yeah, except the, all the, everybody wanted to go to the Olympics then. So then you mm -hmm. had national champions, world champions, like girls from 132 to 125 all merging into one weight class. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, then it was like, oh, she's good, you know, Marlene, she's a good fighter, but she's, there's no way she's gonna win because she's too small. You know, she's, you know, the other girls are better, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of gifted people now. And it was like a swarm of like 
tons of emotions. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then we just ended up like beating everybody by like- Oh yeah, you were the first one to qualify, right? Yeah, I was just beating everybody, like yeah. everybody. So, and easy too. So everybody kind of just quieted down and then-, <laughs> and oh, then yeah, it went from Just there. easy, just next, next, Yeah, next. I think I was beating everybody by like 20 points. Wow. Yeah, so it was a, it, and no one expected it from yeah. me at all. I remember the, uh, when you were training over there off I-10 near the Beltway. Right. right. That was your yeah. uh, that was your one your first gyms, right? Or was that? It, it was, was yeah. It? it was one of the first gyms that uh, my old trainer owned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. So when you're perf getting ready for the Olympics, is that like a new drive? Like when when you qualify, and that's that's next level. At this point, it's next level. Yeah. Well. So and then the funny thing about boxing, or the most difficult thing, is that it's not like other Olympic sports. So just because you win the Olympic trials here doesn't mm -hmm. mean you go to the Olympics you still have to qualify internationally and you have to qualify by name. So other countries or other sports do it by you, call, you qualify by country. Yeah. So you can send someone out and they get your slot for your country mm -hmm. and anybody can go in that spot. So they do, they do it in reverse. So after I won Olympic trials, they were still like, okay, she's not gonna win internationally. Oh, Why so, can't it just be simple? <laughs> can it just be easy? Yeah, right? so then it was, well, yeah, right? Well, I mean, then, I don't know. It's well, boxing. I test you differently, That's I guess. Boxing, <laughs> That's but, right, yeah. Um, so I went and when I qualified, so I was still, even though everyone thought I was good to go, mm -hmm. I was still extremely stressed out about the international. Yeah. So I had to place top eight in the world and then uh, number one in the in the Americas. Mm -hmm. So when I did that, and that was the moment where I was like, it's done, you know? Like, yeah, right. I can rest for a little while. Sure. And then I had to get ready for the games. Then everybody starts knowing who you are at that point. You got a lot of attention flowing your way. Coca-Cola, I mean, everything, everything yeah. was kind of coming your way. What was, what was it like dealing with all that extra attention? It's fun in a way, but it's stressful as all get out. To be right? honest with you, it didn't stress me out at all. No? It was probably the least thing that bothered me because I was just so focused on mm -hmm. winning. Like all I wanted to do was win. So when all that stuff was coming at me, it was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. But, and everyone was like more, like really excited yeah, and yeah, I yeah. didn't get it. Um, it didn't register like that to me. Cause I was like, regardless if I have these sponsors and you know, Nike or CoverGirl and right. all that, regardless if I have it, my goal still sure. is the same. Yeah. So it didn't really like, it didn't really hit me until I came back from the Olympics. And then it was like, oh wait, like I can't, like everybody like knows me. That's right. And then that's when it was like, oh, it's cause I did all that mm -hmm. stuff and that's pretty cool. So now I'm glad that I did it cause I see like, you know, photos and yeah, whatever. I'll, I was gonna ask you, do you ever go back and watch those old ads? How are your acting skills when you, <laughs> no, when no, you go I, back and I, look I, at it? I hate looking at myself. <laughs> I hate it. I cannot oh. watch myself. I do not watch myself. Only like if it's like sparring cause I need to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like interviews, like documentaries, like I do not watch myself. This is gonna be great, by the way. This is not, this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a good tease for this whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. No, you do great. I mean, but it's yeah, gotta be kind of cool though, no, in a way, to kind of look back and. It, no, it's cool. It's more of like, I wanna like be able to show my son sure. that, you know, like, hey. What's he gonna think, by the way? Oh, hey, look, mom's on TV. <laughs> I'm sure he's not gonna think that what you think. I'm sure he's gonna be pretty proud. No, I'm pretty sure he'll be proud, but I think yeah. that's more of the thing. And then, since I grew up in a world or tr having to like try to prove a point that women can do what men can do and mm -hmm. really trying to like explain to to people that 
it doesn't really matter, you know, about mm -hmm. being a girl and like, you know, rights and everything else. I feel like if my son sees me in that light, then it'll also like help him be a, a better man in society about like respecting women yeah, and understanding definitely. that they can, they can do what men can do too. So I think that's more of the direction that I, I feel like I want him to see. How can you, how can you sum up your Olympic experience? Bronze medal. Obviously, not what the goal was, not what you wanted. I know disappointed at the time, but how do you, when you look back on that time, you got to compete on that stage and you took home a medal. I mean, is it is it still kind of sting a little bit, or did you you just kind of look back on it with fond memories? I mean, it always stings. It's always when I don't win, it's always gonna like yeah. it's always gonna sting. But at, for the most part, I just feel like I'm extremely happy that I got to experience all that because it was a lot, and I. You know, not to sound conceited or anything, but I also got to be the first female ever to qualify, right. the first female to medal. You know, the, you know, I was the only one on the team for a long time mm -hmm. because uh, Clarissa and Queen got um, wild cards. Okay. So I, you know, and then I had a lot of sponsors, and it was like mm -hmm. so I had an Olympic experience that was also. I would say a little bit more blessed than a lot of the other athletes. Yeah. Not all of them, but you know, some of them. Because part of your Olympic experience is the fact that you paved the way. Yeah. Right, is that, I mean, can you think about it that way yeah, a little bit? No, yeah, that's the way I think about it. And I feel that regardless of anything that happens to me, you know, moving forward, um, I can always have that and I can always say that. And I feel that when I see, you know, little girls boxing now, it's like, I feel like I contributed to that mm -hmm. so much, and it just makes me, you know, feel like I did this for a reason that wasn't just for myself, and it it does help me a lot. What did you learn about yourself from the time the Olympics ended to the time you signed with Golden Boy? Man, I learned a lot. I grew up a lot. Um, challenges for sure cha during that whole time, challenges. but yeah, I'm sure you learned a lot to kind of prepare you for what you were facing later on in the future. A hundred percent, yeah, because. I was always, you know, I'm a winner, you know, I, I win, that's what I do. Yep. And I never, I had never mentally prepared myself for the, even the option of losing or, like, if I ever, it never even crossed my mind. Well, you can't, lose. right? I mean, you can't. As a fighter, you can't do it. I mean, well, I mean no some way. people I mean. still try to prepare themselves for the what ifs, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I just never, I never worked like that. So my brain never registered, oh, what happens if you lose? Mm -hmm. So when I did lose going into the 2016 at trials, um, it was really like the biggest shock ever because I never even, it never crossed my mind that it was possible. Yeah. Because I was ranked number one in the world going in at the time. Mm -hmm. So it was just like really like such a big shock. And because of that, I really had to grow and I had to grow fast because it's like the world keeps moving, you know? And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you can't you can't. Because you had stop. been planning, yeah, obviously, a number one ranked <laughs> yeah. fighter going to the Olympics again, right? Yeah, and I'm already number one in the world. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I was getting better, even better than the last games. I was a favorite for a gold medal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I have to, after taking that loss and having to process it and process it so quickly, because I was, because like I said, the world keeps moving, the boxing keeps moving. So. Yep. If I don't keep accelerating regardless of the loss, then I'm gonna could potentially could throw away everything I work for anyway. So I had to, you know, really like learn that failures happen, right? Yeah. Big ones, um, devastating ones, and that 
it's like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to hit a wall and stop, or am I going to get through the wall and keep going? Because it was devastating. Oh, it was. It was, it was extreme. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was the one of the biggest life lessons that I've like ever had, mm-hmm. and it it made me a lot stronger though. Like mentally, uh, I would say that. For a little while, I thought, man, I'm never going to be the same mentally. I'm never going to be as strong mentally. But once I got through it and I understood what happened and why it happened and what I took from it and that now I can handle so much more, right. it helps me a lot in the ring because there's not a lot of situations that I feel like that I get can be put in that scare me because I'm like, everything literally has already happened to me. Yeah, was there something that somebody said during that time that maybe just a message that you can even share with other fighters that maybe come to you and ask you to say, hey, look, I'm going through some tough times. And was there something that was said to you during that time that kind of made you realize or did you just kind of come to that on your own? No, I would say that it really came to me on my own. It was more of just a lot of, um, you know, processing and replaying, and I went through the whole stages of grief. You know, oh, I felt sure. like someone had passed away, so it was, um, it was, it was a huge transition, and it was a lot of, you know, self-talk and trying to like get myself back to where I was. And then one day, I just, I realized that that it's, I have two choices. You know, That's am right. I going to sit here and I'm going to feel sorry for myself forever? and then throw away all the gifts that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like for a little while I was thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, like disregarding everything I've ever done. And when I realized that I was doing that, I was like, but you're still good. Like, yeah. you, you still, yeah. like, literally beat everybody all the time. But you have time. to come to that yourself. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, uh, like, a grieving process. So when you signed with Golden Boy, that was a huge day. Again, I remember talking to you at that yeah. point. I mean, you were so happy to get this opportunity. That's, I was happy for you, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I knew you could you could perform at that level to get that kind of chance. It's gotta be so cool. Yeah, I know, that was, see, that was the, the, whenever I had said like, okay, am I gonna sit here and feel sorry for myself or am I just gonna keep going? But I was like, well, what do I really wanna do? And I was like, do I wanna stay around and try again for, you know, 2020 or what? Do I even want a box? Like, am I gonna, you know, there was so many things going through my head. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to sign with Golden Boy. And that's when I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure enough, people were like, no, it's probably not going to happen because you didn't make it, you didn't qualify, and then you have a good name, but, you know, you don't know how you're going to transition into the pros, and they don't sign girls. So, you know, you know. Again, the whole, the yeah. whole thing that you experienced <laughs> yeah. a long time ago, right? So I, uh, I, I got the contact and um, Oscar was friends with me through Twitter mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, I think I'm going to turn pro, like, can we speak? And then sure enough... Did you just shoot him a message? Mm-hmm. That's how it worked? Really? Yeah, wow. and then, yeah, then I got a call from his CEO and then they flew me down and talked to me and they were like, okay, well then we're going to do this and it's going to be a while because we had yeah. to go through the contracts and all that. And then um, we set it up to where we announced it, and yeah, and I was extremely excited about it because it was like I had decided myself to get over what had happened mm-hmm. and see what's next. And then I was like, okay, this is what I want, and I even and I got it. So it was like, okay, yeah, here we go once again. And it was like a lot of mo- you know, it was really motivating. Walk me through your first professional fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think my first professional fight was probably my worst performance ever. <laughs> I well, you like start there like, and then you go up, right? <laughs> it was like legit. I think it was the worst performance ever because so I wasn't also, even though I've had so much attention on me before, um, I wasn't as prepared for the fact that like it was going to be such a big deal. Because everyone mm -hmm. was like, oh, Marlene's turning pro, Marlene's turning pro, her pro debut, her pro debut. So it was like ESPN was constantly like in, in my workouts. Like yeah. I had interviews and interviews and interviews. And I was like, it was like a bit of a shock. It's a, a new world. Yeah, because yeah. I went from being apparently not important anymore because I didn't get trials, right? Yeah, that's right. And then I signed and then I'm like, oh, wait, now everybody's like all over me mm -hmm. again. And then I'm, I was like a little bit like thrown off during right, camp. Right, right and I didn't really separate it. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, I didn't do as well as I should have. But I mean, I still did really good because I can fight. So it was more of like, it was different. Like navigating the storm to get yeah. through the, So I guess once you have that first fight, then you're good. Oh yeah, and then, and then after that, everyone was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a good, it was a good transition, I feel like, but it was more than a lot of boxers have to deal with mm -hmm. going pro. You know, a right. lot, when a lot of people, when they go pro, they don't really have that much attention. And I wasn't prepared for it. I just thought like it was going to be a normal camp mm -hmm. and then I go and I fight. And I, didn't, I wasn't, I was naive, but it was a, it was a, it was the best decision that I think I could have ever made for sure. So building up, how have you become a better boxer through all these fights that you've had now professionally? I mean, I've, well, I've had a lot of different situations mm -hmm. i would say that i learned a lot more in my last fight than anything right obviously oh of course <laughs> yeah well no, we'll get to that in a second yeah. I mean, we'll get to that fight in a second but i mean just kind of leading up to it do you, do you just feel like as compared to back in the day when you're training for the olympics is this like a different level of confidence that you're feeling right now yeah definitely yeah. like the goals are different um yeah like the boxing it's like a it's a whole different world it's a whole different boxing mm -hmm. world and d different people, different rules, different everything. Easier, harder? I would say it's more difficult. Yeah, yeah okay. I would say it's more difficult. I mean, it, it's a... And by that, I mean, like, everything else around. Obviously, the, the, the skill fighters that you're going to face are, are, are challenging. But I'm talking about, like, dealing with everything else, with the, with the oh, structures well, and all that. Oh, I was seeing the opposite Oh, way. okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, let's so, come back right on the same sorry, page Yeah, here. so, like, the girls, <laughs> I feel like, um, aren't as difficult oh, as the ones you. that I used to fight okay. because everybody was extremely skilled. I was on a level where it was all overseas and I was only fighting the yeah. best people in every country. Well, now in the pros, you kind of move your way up. Okay. So there's girls that don't have the pedigree that I have. So it's a little bit easier. Gotcha. But at the same time, it's a whole different way of fighting. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to, you know, being fast, being quicker. Um, kind of impulsive at times mm -hmm. but in the pros you can't really do that you need to slow your mind down and kind of be a pick, little bit more measured yeah yeah, yeah pick more what you're what you're yeah. doing like a rubik's cube that doesn't stop okay and i feel like that is the most difficult thing about it that's an interesting analogy <laughs> rubik's cube doesn't stop that's good i like that uh so your last fight made big headlines. Uh, we know why I made big headlines, right. but kind of walk me through that day and that fight. And you were telling me about this before we started, but that yeah. was a, that was a heck of a day for you. Yeah, that day, it was crazy. It was, um, it was just so many things did not align that day, but it was, 
so we, so we got extremely ready for this fight, right? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I was in the best shape of my life, like, and I was, you know, I was hitting all on cylinders. And then the day I woke up, um, that morning I woke up, I, w I usually wake up around 119, mm -hmm. 107, 18 pounds, and I woke up at 112. And I was like, wait, like, I never wake up this light and yeah. I'm fully hydrated and I've eaten and I was like, what's going on? But I ignored it. I was like, just, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just you. It's what it is. You dealt yeah, with can't, harder things, yeah. keep going, whatever. Then um, when I was warming up, like all of a sudden, like my leg was like so tired, like my back leg. And it was the weirdest thing. And I was like, I can't get my leg warm. And that's not, that, that never happened. never happened to yeah. me ever. And then I was like, maybe I'm just nervous. You know, maybe I'm just like, maybe it's just nerves. So I was like, whatever. And then uh, when we, when we start the fight, I was like, oh, this is easy. Like mm -hmm. my first, second, third round, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, all day, like <laughs> easy. Like right, I right. have. You I, got that feeling like you had yeah, before, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is gonna be an easy day for mm -hmm. me. And then when I hit the fourth round, like all of a sudden, my entire body just went out. Like I felt like a like a quicksand, like just. So and, bizarre. And it was weird because. Um, I'm known for having a motor like mm -hmm. that is like the, a thing like I don't get tired right like even on the days motor I'm gets tired, faster as the fight goes yeah, on yeah like I just don't and it's my, I've been like that all my life I just mm -hmm. don't get tired so my work output is ex like it's extreme so when that happened it was like, like it's never happened to me before and then I'm on this stage and then I was just like what's going on and then when I realized I was tired I was like okay well I'm just gonna catch a second win it'll be fine so I started to feel better, right? And then I got headbutted. Mm -hmm. And then I got headbutted again. And then again. And then right. that's when it got really difficult because I was like, at first I could see film like from the blood. So it looked like everything was like blurry. Like if you're underwater for a long time without yeah, yeah. goggles. Wow. But then it was like, okay, I, I still couldn't see. I can still figure it out. But after it was like the fourth headbutt, or third fourth, or fourth, fourth headbutt. Yeah, I think wow. it was like the third or fourth headbutt. It was one. It was one where I looked at the ref and I wouldn't like that. It was after that I started to see double. Wow. So I was like, okay, like just get, like just you can see what's going on. Like I felt like I was starting to figure out again, figure her out again. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, but I'm still winning because I won, you know, the first four. And then I was like, okay, I lost these three. And then I was like, okay, I got this again. And then I yeah. felt better. And then I felt like I was winning, but then the, the blurred was what was getting me at the very end. Yeah. So when they were like, that's when I was like, I can't see. People were thinking that it was the blood that mm -hmm. was making me not see, Sure. but it was the headbutts. Like I, I kept seeing double the whole time, plus the film in the eyes. Right, right. So I mean, that much, that much <laughs> trauma, like blunt trauma over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was extreme. What, what was your reaction immediately afterwards, after the fight? You felt like you'd still yeah, one, my, but my, I mean, it was it was such a mixed bag, and then everything that goes along with it, you, it, it, the decision doesn't go in your favor. I mean, all of that. Yeah. Well, when I heard the scorecards, I like laughed because it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like I think they had me winning one round, so I was like, yeah. So, I like it was it, when I heard that, I was like, okay, like that's it. Just was like whatever. But in my mind, I didn't feel like I had lost. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I didn't even. I couldn't even be really embarrassed or anything. Like I didn't feel any shame or guilt. Yeah, or, right. I was just like, look, this was crazy. And I still didn't feel like, I still don't feel like I lost. 
so it never really like really hit me in that way it was more of just like i can't stand this girl so i'm gonna get her again later <laughs> it was more of my thing there's like, that anger again yeah like i, I just, I just can't stand like her face so i was like yeah like i'll, I'll just fix this again later uh, i'll get to her later and that was really more of my thought process like when as soon as everything happened right and then obviously i was like i hope my face is not messed up i was gonna yeah well i was gonna ask you about like when did you realize the extent of the headbutts that she had given you and all the, the, the you, obviously you felt the blood, you knew all that, but when did you come I, to terms like, oh my I God, I realized wow. uh, in the, I think it was like the eighth or ninth round because everything was throbbing so aggressively. Mm. And then I could see like, obviously on the cameras and stuff that it was like massive. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I hope that matters. Scared us all at home, by the way. <laughs> scared everybody were watching that fight. We were all scared. Yeah, I looked moment. up once and I, they were showing me and it was like, you could see my skull. And I was yeah. like, okay, yes, it's pretty bad. And, yeah. then I, and, then, and then I was just like, oh, well, like, it is what it is. But after, when yeah. I had to go get the stitches, I was like, please, though, like, please, my face. Like, I, was, I thought it was going to be lower. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Because when you could see my skull, mm -hmm. it, I thought the cut was lower. Yeah. But it was, it's high up. With the hairline, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and, you know, so thank God that, right, right. Yeah, that I can get away with it. So how do you process a match like that? You've never gone through something like that before. How, how have you processed that? I just taking a lot as a learning lesson about, you know, certain things I do or camps. Like I, I did transition coaches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm still really good friends with Rudy, you know, trained me a lot of, most of my life. Yep. Um, but I just feel that I needed to go in a more pro direction. Sure. I feel like I still had a lot to learn. There was things that I feel like I could have gotten out of certain situations, even though I was cut, mm -hmm. that I didn't know about. Gotcha. And but those I, are those little things, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the little You details. pick up as you go along, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel that I just needed someone with a more of a pro style gotcha. and kind of that can communicate, like that I click with, you know? Sure. Yep. And uh, luckily, I. I found a coach that works really well in the pros, mm -hmm. knows a lot about the pro world, um, knows the pro style really well, and is kind of getting me to like get my wheels turning again. And it's actually like helped me a lot as far as enthusiasm goes, because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm coming in and doing the same thing every day. Oh, good. You know, like I yeah. feel like I don't know what's going to happen today because I'm like really You're learn learning. Something new. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And it's like okay, so it's it's exciting, and I just you know I just think that was more of the lesson that I learned of that. Like, hey, I think what I'm doing right now isn't working as much as I thought as it, as mm -hmm. it was, and I'm just gonna go ahead and, and do something new. And I, and I think that was the, that's what I got out of that. So what's next? Uh, well, we're hoping to fight in March. Okay. Yeah, hoping to fight gotcha. in March. I was trying to get to February, but considering the cut and just trying things out yeah. and the transition and then my baby. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Yeah. Now we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, you're a heck of a competitor. I'm glad you're going to kind of take it easy on this. Yeah. Well, too. And then since I boxed right away after having him, cause I had three fights and I, he just turned a year old. Yeah. So people were like, when I fought, he was like 10 months old that's when crazy. I fought Sinisa. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, oh my gosh, this girl. So I was like, I'm just going to slow it down just a little bit, learn, don't rush, be patient. Um, so we're going to fight in March, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Hopefully in Dallas is what we're going okay. for. Yeah. Oh, good, we're, good. Yeah, so they're going to introduce me, hopefully, in Texas. Uh, but if not, and that would sure, be the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Professionally. Yeah, so we're, yeah. hopefully that's that's the plan, but we're not, nothing set in stone. 
and then we're just gonna go from there and and you know see what happens. Um, for sure, try to get another world title, you yep. know, um, this year, mm -hmm. and then try to get my revenge next year. Okay, yeah, that was my next <laughs> question. When's the revenge? Well, I want it now. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> but yeah. she's a she doesn't she she's going down to a different weight class. Yeah. So she's leaving the belt okay. that she won in that fight. She's vacating it because they want her to rematch me right now, and I don't think she wants to. So. Oh, she don't want none of that. <laughs> no, no, doesn't no. want any of that. Um, I do have to ask you about your little guy at home. How did that change your dynamic? I mean, that just completely, I mean, like I have a three-year-old, I know it happened, but for you, an athlete, when you're in professional sports like this, how does that change your dynamic, and how much of a blessing has he been, your little guy? It's changed me a lot. Um, at first, I was scared, because, you know, it was like, can you bounce back from that? Like, I know yeah. other athletes have, but boxing is, it's very different, you know, and it's hard on, extremely hard on the body. Sure. And, you know, having a full baby and then having to come back, I was like, am I gonna be the same? Or am I gonna be worse? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's different, people have different opinions and I didn't know what was gonna happen. But when I came back, you know, one, I've started to feel a lot stronger which is crazy, like I've gotten a lot more power, which, wow. yeah, like I'm a that? lot stronger than I was before, which was really surprising. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it all, it like, it makes me meaner. <laughs> oh, jeez, all right. <laughs> so my best friend says, uh, um, she says like you go into mama bear mode. Oh, that, so that, it's that's like, it, yeah. Yeah, so like it's, when I'm in there now, it's like, I, I'm, I'm angry, but like more of a smart angry when before yeah. I used to be like a reckless angry. Okay. And now I feel like I- I bet went, you that was a surprise to you. It was a big surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think about him a lot. So like, if I'm- His name, by the way, is again- Saint. Saint. Yeah, okay. Saint yeah. Diego after my brother who passed away. Okay. Um, so when I'm in there and some, like, let's just say I'm not, I'm having a bad day, right? Like training or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, okay, if you don't do this right now, it's like, you're, you gotta do it for Saint, yeah. right? So, because it's I'm not- totally different motivation yeah. factor. Yeah, and it's like so much easier to fight for him than it is to fight for myself. Like, it just, it's, it's like, I'm, it's not about me anymore. It's like, it's not like the Marlene party. Like, Marlene, 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 what is Marlene? It's yeah. like, in my head, it's like, I'm fighting for my son and it's so much, like more motivation behind that. Cause if I don't want to do something today, it's like, well, it's only hurting me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, well, if I'm not doing this, then it's also hurting him. So it's been actually the best thing that's like ever happened to me, like period. And then he's amazing. Like he is like, like amazing, he's adorable. And he's just yeah. like, yeah. I see the pictures online and his laugh and all that. Yeah. So do you want him to be a boxer? Never, ever, okay. ever. No, right. no, no. That's the question no, I always no. ask athletes with kids. You want them to play football? Do you want them to be a boxer? So, boxing, no. No. I hope that he can find, I'm going to get him into like a lot of sports and, yeah. you know, you know, music and, you know, hopefully he'll find something early that he likes to do. Yep. I'm going to let us def definitely let him choose. Sure. But I'm not going to like give him a pair of gloves and right. be like, come to the gym, you know? Yeah, sure. What I will do is like, if for some reason he comes to me and he's like, I want to do it. That's right. Then I'm not going to deny him. Yeah. But I'm not going to throw it on him at all. I might throw in like, force him to golf or something. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'm totally different. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you. It's always good to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, we, we love you. So uh, and I know you're going to be great from here on out.
Thank you.